The Philippines holds actual bloody crucifixions on Good Friday. A woman rides a Bentley to her job as a dishwasher. An actual snake on a plane. A snake on a plane! These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. There's no snakes in this closet, I don't think. The Catholic Church objects to the bloody crucifixions that are held in the Philippines every Good Friday. A province in the Philippines holds bloody crucifixions to uphold a local Good Friday tradition, despite the objection of the Catholic Church. The church is saying, don't do these bloody crucifixions, because they're actually bloody crucifixions. This is not a symbolic ritual. They're crucifying people in this province in the Philippines. The religious tradition saw eight total people nailed to wooden crosses. They were also wearing thorny crowns of twigs as they reenacted the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on Good Friday. So you imagine you got eight people nailed to wooden crosses, bleeding. They have thorny crowns bleeding at the head space. Uh, Not a very cheery scene. If you don't know, Good Friday is a Christian holiday that commemorates the crucifixion and death of Christos before his resurrection on Easter Sunday, where the bunny comes into play. I have no idea. The crucifixions are held in San Pedro Cutud, Pampanga each year. And uh, this year is the province's first display of crucifixions after they did a three-year pause due to COVID. And then, uh, I mean, it's very popular. People wanted them to bring it back. Should we bring it back? Yeah, let's bring back the bloody crucifixions of our citizens. How about that? Yo, it's always a good time. Um, Prior to the crucifixions, devotees carry heavy crosses on their backs for more than half a mile to the top of the hill. Hundreds of other people walk barefoot, and they whip their bare backs with sharp bamboo sticks. Terrible, horrible. It's grueling. Villagers dress as Roman centurions and then hammer four-inch stainless steel nails right through the eight men's palms and feet. They are then left on the cross under the sun for about ten minutes. Now, I know a lot of you are poo-pooing ten minutes. You're saying, come on, Jesus did it for a lot longer than ten minutes. What is this half-ass in the crucifixions? But hey, you got to you got to consider these people are doing it for free. So, Although you would think that they would show a little more... devotion by staying a little bit longer than 10 minutes. But I don't know. I've never had my palms and feet nailed with four-inch spikes through a cross in the sun. So maybe 10 minutes is all I could take, I'd imagine. One of these men is a painter named Ruben. He's 62 years old. This guy, Ruben, is really into it. He's participated in a total of 34 of these crucifixions. This guy's a veteran. Here's a quote from Ruben. To be honest, I always feel nervous because I could end up dead on that cross. When I'm laid down on the cross, my body begins to feel very cold. When my hands are tied, I just close my eyes and I tell myself, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, that's exactly what Jesus said as well from what I read from the scripture. He said, I can do this. I can do this. Jesus thought he was only doing 10 minutes. They're like, oh, sorry. No, you you got a longer sentence, sir. While on the cross, Reuben prays to God for the end of uh, certain things in the world that he despises, such as COVID-19 and Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. 
The 62-year-old reportedly chose to devote his life to Christ after surviving what he described as a miracle. Ooh, tell us about his miracle. Ruben claims he survived uninjured after falling from a three-story building back in 1985. He then extended the ritual after his loved ones recovered from serious illnesses as well, which he thought might be a miracle. Ruben is a bit of a celebrity in his village. He's known as the Christ. We also have Wilfredo Salvador, 66-year-old fisherman who played the role of Jesus Christ. He said he began participating in crucifixions 15 years ago after suffering a mental breakdown. Here's a quote from Wilfredo. God gives me physical strength unlike others who cannot bear it. I do this by choice. I thank him for giving me a second life. Now, this bloody Good Friday crucifixion tradition draws thousands of devotees and tourists all the way to the Philippines to witness this. This year, organizers claim more than 15,000 Filipino and foreign tourists gathered in Kutud and the two other nearby villages. We have a guy named Johnson Gareth, who's a British tour organizer. Oh, he reportedly brought 15 tourists from eight countries to watch the crucifixions. I guess they call this crucifixion tourism. I wonder if he brings you tourists to witness exorcisms as well. This could be a whole tour. Here's a quote from Johnson. The tourists like this because there's really nothing like this on earth, to be honest. It's less gruesome than people think. They think it's going to be very macabre or very disgusting, but frankly, it's not. It's, it's done in a very respectful way. The tourists I bring are genuinely inspired, and for me, it's an exceptional experience and a chance to see such a cultural thing, which is very unique in the world. I'm very open-minded. I respect this. We also have a quote from Father Jerome Cesolano. He works with the Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines. He says, Well, it's very clear that the crucifixion of Christ is more than enough to save humanity from sin. Is it? Is it? Is it more than enough? It seems to me like uh, the world is just filled with sinners now, despite this crucifixion activity that Christ engaged in a couple thousand years ago. Let's keep reading, Father. Father says, if you want your sins to be forgiven, go to confession. Wow, really, Father? Oh, okay. That seems like another foolish thing to do, but whatever. Do what you want. I know I went to confession, and I was no better for it. Um, I recall my days going to confession. I would just go into that little box and tell a guy behind the screen that I touched myself, and then he would tell me to go say the special words that made it okay to touch myself. So that was a fun thing I did. <laughs> oh, growing up Catholic. <laughs> Well, you guys know how I feel about such things. I won't poo-poo what someone wants to do. No, I don't poo-poo what you want to do, as long as you're not harming others or infringing on the rights of others, infringing on the freedoms of others. You could do what you want to do. These eight men who have decided to sacrifice their body for a ritual on a very special holiday brings them joy, and it obviously brings joy to the people that are witnessing it. I would think, well... With the exception of the few that probably threw up after they saw them being spiked to a wooden cross. And if anything, this story reminds me, I need to go back and watch Life of Brian by Monty Python. I, I encourage you to do the same. It's just a wonderful, wonderful film. A woman rides a Bentley to her job as a dishwasher. A dishwasher in China recently went viral on social media after she was captured riding a luxurious car to and from her job as a dishwasher. The woman is from Chengdu, Sichuan province. She was spotted being dropped off at the restaurant she worked at in a Bentley. 
In the footage, which was posted on Weibo, she can be seen stepping out of her Bentley in a striped pink shirt, rubber boots, and an apron, appearing ready to wash the dishes. Uh, the video's description reads, What the woman lacks isn't money, but things to do. Oh, this sounds to me like it's a situation where she may be bored. Let's find out if she is indeed wealthy, and if she is, why she goes to this job as a dishwasher every day. Now, according to the local media, the woman is very wealthy, but chooses to wash dishes at the restaurant in order to pass the time. Here's a quote from this lady. It is very boring at my home. I feel uncomfortable if I don't wash dishes for a day. <sighs> the person driving her to and from work in the Bentley is who? Oh, it happens to be her wealthy daughter. She said she couldn't stop her mother from doing what she wants, so she supports her by driving her to work every day to wash dis dishes. People on social media are praising this woman for her diligent spirit. They're calling her an inspiration, and I agree. Some users shared similar experiences of well-off family members who chose to work a job rather than sitting at home all day. Yes, you know, you find a lot of people who retire and they just get very bored. You know, what do you do to pass your time? You're just going to sit around? I mean, not only do you, do you miss having something to do, some sort of chore, some sort of responsibility, but you also miss out on the social interaction that you would ordinarily get at your job. You know, most people's social interaction comes from their job and their coworkers. That's why, you know, I know a lot of people that have careers. And then when they hang out outside of their career, oftentimes it's with the people they have their careers with. They're always hanging out with coworkers. They're going to the weddings of coworkers and this sort of thing. Obviously family as well, but coworkers are a part of your social circle. And then once you detach yourself from a career, you, you know, you kind of, miss out on that now like anything else you got people attacking her on social media people are outraged everyone loves to be outraged they'll find a way to be outraged in any situation like this nice old lady doing some dishwashing <laughs> people are like oh she's stealing the job from someone who needs it this rich lady what the heck and obviously people are going to say such things uh, but we don't know all the details. Is she stealing someone's job? Is she even getting paid for this? It doesn't indicate any of these things. All we can see is a woman who, despite being rich, is still not happy. Because as you know, being rich doesn't make you happy at the end of the day. You know, It does bring some happiness, but you're still going to be missing something in your life. Money can't fill all the holes. You know what I mean? I guess I'll just ask my listeners at this point to call the show. Tell me what you think of this. Do you... You think it's wrong that this lady possibly might be stealing someone's job to wash dishes out of her personal boredom? If this was your mother, would you drive her to the dishwashing gig every day? I'd like to know. 646-450-2012. Yay! Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane for real. We have here a pilot finding a cobra under his seat. This is a pilot in South Africa who had to make a hasty emergency landing after discovering a very venomous cobra hiding under his seat. The pilot is Rudolf Erasmus. If your name is Rudolf, you must pilot a plane. He had four passengers on board the light aircraft when he discovered the snake on the plane. He says he felt something cold slide across his lower back. My goodness, that's a little too close for a venomous cobra. While you're piloting an aircraft, he glanced down. He saw the head of a fairly large Cape Cobra receding back under his seat. He's quoted as saying, it was, as if, it was as if my brain didn't know what was going on. There was a moment of stunned silence. I composed myself. I informed the passengers of the slippery stowaway. I had to let them know 
And then I called air traffic control for permission to make an emergency landing in the town of Wilkom in central South Africa. I had to fly for another 10 to 15 minutes and land the plane with the snake curled up by my feet. I tried to not look down, but I had to keep looking down just to see where it was. Uh, turns out it was very happy under the seat. It was very comfortable. And uh, to be honest, I don't have a big fear of snakes, but I normally don't go near them. This was a little too close for comfort. I, I stayed very calm. I landed the aircraft with a deadly venomous Cape Cobra curled up underneath my seat. And uh, thankfully, Rudolph landed the plane safely. Fire and rescue departments were called in. Emergency responders and a snake handler met the plane at the airport. Rudolph was first at the scene and saw everyone disembark. The passengers were, quote, visibly shaken, but very safe thanks to Rudolph. Says here, Cape Cobras are one of America's most dangerous cobra species because of the potency of their venom. It says here, the drama wasn't quite over for the poor pilot, though. The snake handler named Johan and a team of aviation engineers searched the plane for the best part of two days, but still did not find the cobra, and they were uncertain if the snake had even left. The engineering company that Rudolph works for wanted their plane back in the city of Mombela in northern South Africa, so Rudolph had to fly it back home, which is a 90-minute voyage, with the possibility that the cobra still on board. <laughs> now, in order to prepare for this second trip, with the possibility of the snake being on board, Rudolph took some precautions. He wore a thick winter jacket. He wrapped a blanket around his seat. He also brought some weapons with him. He had a fire extinguisher, some insect repellent. I don't know what that's going to do. A golf club also. That was his weapon of choice. Uh, golf club within arm's reach in the cockpit. Here's a quote from Rudolph. I would say I was on high alert for that second trip. Now, thankfully, the Cobra did not reappear on that second flight, and the plane has now been completely stripped and still no sign of the snake. The theory is that it found its way on board before Rudolph and his passengers took off at the start of their trip from the town of Worcester in the western Cape province, where Cape Cobras are usually found in South Africa. It might have gotten out in Velcom or might still be hiding somewhere deep inside the plane. Rudolph says... I hope it finds somewhere to go, just not my damn aircraft. But I think Samuel L. Jackson said it best when he proclaimed, Enough is enough! I've had it with these mother effing snakes on this mother effing plane! Yay! I would like to keep you in my fanny pack. Do you guys own a fanny pack? I do. If you happen to have a fanny pack, please call me and tell me what you'd like to keep in your fanny pack. I'll tell you what I, I keep in my fanny pack. Um, very small notebooks. That's right. It's got little jokes inside the notebooks. Hey, now you know a little bit more about me. You never knew Jonesy had a fanny pack with tiny, small notebooks filled with jokes inside. That's right. That's what he does. What do you keep in your fanny pack, though? I'd love to know. Little seeds and nuts to feed the squirrels. What do you keep in there? Your, uh... Your little medicine bag, wink, wink. You know what a medicine bag is, right? <laughs> yeah, grandma's chemicals. Keep you up, keep you up and running. <laughs> Thank you for listening, by the way. You you could have tuned out at any time. I wouldn't have blamed you. Just, uh, who knows what we're doing over here in the closet? Something's going right, though, because people are writing me nice reviews, and someone joined the Patreon, so this is the outro. Let's give some thanks and praise. Uh, Heather Smith. Heather Smith joined the Patreon. Doesn't say where she's from. 
She's probably from the land of good deeds, you know, because she's doing good, good deeds in the world. Heather Smith listens to Weird AF News and goes, you know, someone needs to help this guy out. He's clearly losing it. So let me support him. Let me show him some love, some gratuitous support by joining the Patreon, which is like buying Jonesy a cup of coffee every month. So that's pretty cool. You can support me that way. So big shout out. Thank you, Heather Smith. And good luck with your life, man. Heather Smith's life, I hope, is very good and will only get better. It's getting better all the time. Better, better, better. There's a very bad line in that song that I'm surprised someone hasn't decided to try to cancel the Beatles from them. Go back and read the lyrics to that song. You'll know what I'm talking about. Ooh, left you a little Easter egg in there. Hey, because it's Easter, right? That's what's up. I hope you had a nice Easter, by the way. I had a great time. I had a falafel sandwich. What's wrong with that? So some people go on Easter egg hunts. Some people eat ham. I I I eat a falafel sandwich. Yeah, that's my way of doing it. Go on, go to my Instagram. You'll see where I was. I went to a faraway land at Funny Jones. Go so go there. Follow me. Uh, so, anyways, you can join the Patreon like Heather did by going to weirdafnews.com or just by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or you can download the Patreon app on your phone. Also, let's read some reviews. They're pretty positive. They're pretty cheery. First one is from Just a Dude. Just a Dude gave me five stars and wrote, Jonesy's like a hot coffee. Like a hot coffee. Not a cup of hot coffee, but a hot coffee. I love that. Although, uh, I prefer cold brew. Just a dude wrote, the first time you listen to Weird AF News, you can be, uh, can be compared to your first drink of hot coffee. You will be quite confused by the initial taste, perhaps wondering what is the nasty stuff you have just subjected your tongue to. You may have a warm feeling in your stomach and your brain may yell at you, wondering just what in the heck are you doing with your life? However, if you keep listening and give the coffee, I mean the guy, a chance, you'll find Weird AF News is like a hot coffee in December. Really easy to get down. It's not for everyone, but it does grow on you, kind of like a mole. <laughs> Granted, you're not sure if you love it or not, but after about a month, you'll call it a beauty mark and can't live with, live without it. This is great. I'm sorry, I'm screwing it up. Just a dude. Yeah, you'll find a, you'll call it a beauty mark and can't live without it. The same for weird AF news. It was just a very, very poetic and well written review. I have to say, just a dude. You strike me as a writer of some sort. You really have a way with words. It's very lovely. Thank you for that. Vicky gave me five stars and wrote, make mornings better with Jonesy. It's like she's advertising for me. She writes, my Alexa morning routine always starts with Weird AF News. He never fails to make me smile. No agenda other than to make you laugh. No politics. Nothing controversial. Jonesy's just a guy in a closet trying to make a sometimes ungrateful listenership laugh. <laughs> That's amazing. Sometimes ungrateful listenership laugh. That's right. That's exactly what I'm trying to do, Vicky. Thanks for pointing that out to everybody. Vicky says, a wonderful way to start your day. Why roll your eyes and murmur cuss words at real news when you can laugh with Jonesy? I've been listening every morning for probably three years now. Now I'm off to buy him some coffee on Patreon, and you should too. She writes, you should too. That's very important. She's giving you a call to action, in other words. Thanks, Vicky, for doing my job. And then, of course, she ends with, good luck with your life, man. Vicky's, am Vicky's amazing. That was a breath of fresh air. Thank you. These reviews are lovely. Got another one from Amber M., Amber writes, uh, five stars, found on accident years ago. Oh, she stuck with me, Amber. Nice. I asked Alexa years ago, quote, tell me something weird, and it brought me Jonesy. I've been a loyal listener ever since. He may not be your cup of tea, but he's my cup of coffee. Ooh, all the coffee references in these reviews, I love it. You guys know me. You know me very well. 
uh, Amber says, it's refreshing to hear news that doesn't make me feel doomed for the rest of, rest of the day and for someone who sounds like a friend instead of a news host. Add him to your daily routine. You probably won't regret it. And she gave me a little winky face. I love, I like winky faces. Thank you, Amber. Winky, I'm, I'm winking right back at you, Amber. Can you see it? Um, winks don't make sounds. They do in cartoons. They're like, ding. That's, that's my wink sound cartoon like then we got a review from westmont mom five stars the title is good luck with your life man westmont mom wrote we listen to a lot of regular news weird if weird if news is the best way to not get bummed out by the rest of the world if you need a break or you just need a little levity from the constant attack of the universe of news just telling you all the bad things going on give jonesy a try he grew on us and is in in our morning routine thank you for making us smile giggle and laugh jonesy and hey good luck with your life man oh good luck with your life westmont mom and your whole family that listens that makes me feel very very warm i appreciate all the love this is what keeps me going people enjoy what i'm doing sometimes i'm not aware that they're enjoying it but that it, it is bringing some joy to a few of us anyways we're in a gang now welcome to the gang <laughs> Or is it a cult? I've been told it's a cult. Someone's like, you could be a cult leader, sir. Like, no, I'm not interested in that at all. just want to get some laughs and learn about the weird world. I'm really genuinely interested in weird stuff. And you'll find uh, um, some uh, pictures. Pictures? There's some pics of the weird place I visited on Easter Sunday. So check that out on my Instagram, at Funny Jones. And if you want to write me a review because you want to give back some love, you can do it on uh, Amazon or iTunes. Um, there's a lot of other places. If you do happen to write a review, please uh, do a screenshot and send it to me because I, I can't find them all. In fact, I'm, I'm reading the the Amazon ones. I think these are just from the U.S. So there's a whole other area, but there's like U.K., New Zealand, Australia. There's all these other Amazons that I, I don't really have access to, I think, from my, um, what is it called? My IP my IP address, my my area. When I Google this, it's just the, the U.S. stuff comes up. So there's a U.K. Amazon place. That I'm sure there's reviews on there. I can't find the damn thing. So screenshot, if I haven't read your review, it's because I can't find it. Uh, but I want to give you love, and I want everyone to hear the reviews. And I like reading them on the air, so please let me know. I'm sorry. This is a very long outro. We just had some due diligence, though, guys. You can't skip the due diligence, and I'm highly caffeinated. I'm in the mood for due diligence. Send me more due diligence. <laughs>